sometimes you just have to take the L. It's better to have to replant something and be more watchful and diligent the second time around than to potentially poison yourself or people you love because you let something toxic continue to grow and affect and infect everything that it touches. Purpose to Impact is about so much more than using your talents to do good in the world. It's about unlocking your created ability to use what you've got right where you are to reflect Christ and in doing so to reconnect others to him. That's the real eternal impact we're after. I'm Kendall and I'm so glad you're tuning into the podcast today. We're about to tear down the lies the enemy's trying to build up in our minds about who we are, why we're here, and what we're capable of and we'll proclaim truth about who God has created and called us to be. That'll put us in prime position to answer our higher calling. I'm ready. Are you? Let's do it. Hey there. Welcome back. Well, I've got another gardening lesson for you today. Honestly, guys, I am truly truly starting to understand why Jesus used so many like gardening and agricultural references because yeah I mean sure it was the name of the game back in the day but I mean the parallels are just undeniable so (sighs) there we were on our deck doing our normal morning garden check and watering routine and my mom turns to me and she's like hey um you've got a pretty massive weed growing out of your little garden tower thing so we have a vertical planter that like has layered tiers stacked up whatever I'm like what no we pulled these randomly occurring weeds before and no she's like no 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 go look and it's giant I was like okay so I go back I go on the deck I'm like oh wow if y'all have seen the um so when I was a kid veggie tails were like good and then I think they got bought out or something and then it was like eh they were like Nah, they were okay and then they just were not even worth it but in that middle season of being meh okay there was one story that was about the rumor weed this thing looked like that like it was huge and I'm like how on earth did this giant thing grow and I didn't even what now maybe it was because when it was smaller it looked like the bell pepper plants that it was growing right in the middle of and I pro- that's probably why I didn't notice it. Well, now at this point, it's like legit two feet tall and change. And I'm like, whoa. Okay, so I do what every <laughs> millennial non-gardening gardener does, <laughs> which is pull out my phone, pull out my like picture, take a picture of this plant app that I need because I have children that like to run freely through nature and I need to make sure that they're not romping through toxicity which (laughs) ironic because guess what the weed is toxic I was like are you serious yeah the leaves are toxic the little serum enzyme whatever that's in the stems and the branches that mm -hmm, that's toxic um the fruit the little berries that it grows which apparently are designed to look the way that they are because they're supposed to be attractive to children joy thankfully had not bloomed but those would be toxic and bonus points because the roots are toxic too what So I'm like, great, I gotta like hazmat suit up, 
to get this thing out of, I didn't, I just put on gloves, but like get this thing out of the garden tower. And I'm like, okay, well, if the entire thing roots included are toxic, then again, this is a vertical garden planter situation. So this plant took over a pocket that shares a, like a whole level of soil with six other plants. So all those are gone. Cause I'm like, there are all these roots are intermingling. That's not a good thing. And then I was like, you know, due to this whole vertical setup and the way the water drainage works, I just don't think it's probably wise to eat anything below it because of how the water drains out. Oh man. So I was like one fell swoop 12 plants gone now that probably explains why none of my arugula actually grew which was shocking to me because that was all of it was in that tier of the tower where that giant weed was growing and oh no wait the arugula was underneath and that's why I was like oh yeah it's probably getting toxic water and thus it never grew hooray and then with the tier that that thing was in had our bell peppers <laughs> I have plans for those some garlic some celery some onions somebody's rue we could have made anything gumbo jambalaya etouffee it's fine. It's fine. I live between like three grocery stores. I'll live. Um, sorry. Squirrel distraction. No, it's not squirrel's fault. It's the birds because that that's what the app told me. Right. So, okay. It explained, Hey, yeah, it's toxic. Don't eat it. Don't come near it. Don't even touch it. Don't let it touch your skin. Okay. So I shouldn't let it touch the food I'm going to eat. Oh, and by the way, I'm like, how did this thing even get here? Oh, but birds actually really like it. They eat the berries. They make nests with the leaves. They do all this fun stuff. I was like, are you serious? And I'm like, this is why I told those crazy wild toddlers of mine, stop throwing food on the deck to feed the birds. Because now, now, not only have said little birds come and eaten all their blueberries off their little blueberry bush, but now the birds are bringing weed seeds to the garden like that is not the contribution that we need and I'm sure that it was these wonderful cute adorable not little birds that have not made one but two nests under my deck great so there you have it our gardening lesson for the day what have we learned boys and girls well we have learned that impact can be positive or negative because in this case not only was the weed bad itself and could have caused harm itself but in one fell swoop that was two whole tears 12 whole plants gone just like that and all of the good food that would have come with that it's fine we'll plant more so you better believe i took this opportunity to make this our preschool lesson of the week i said gather around dear children Get your Bibles. Let us turn to Matthew 13. The chapter starts with the parable of the sower, which we've previously discussed. You know, the whole idea of making sure our hearts are good ground and not any of the other types of ground so that the word can be received and multiply in our hearts and our lives. Amen. Well, if you continue reading, verse 24 begins the parable of what? (laughs) The parable of the weeds. How appropriate. Well, yes. So get this because this, this story is a mess. (laughs) 
And it's exactly what happened to me. It's a mess. Basically, what happened was a good farmer did his due diligence. He tilled his ground, prepared his fields. He planted his good seed out in his good garden and was waiting for his good wheat to grow. Well, one night his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat while your boy, the farmer, was sleeping. Messed up. Like, can't even confront him in the daylight and just come face to face. Nope. Like a thief in the night. Hmm. Comes and sows weeds among the wheat and left. So then, la-dee-dee, however long later, the wheat starts popping up and, oop, what's that growing with it? Weeds. Oh, no, that's bad. So all the little farm hands go running to the farmer like, <gasps> what do we do? Because now there's weeds growing with the wheat. And now what? Like, what's the appropriate course of action? Do we leave it alone? Do we pull up the weeds? What do we do? Well, the farmer and all of his wisdom said, well, no, in this case, you got to leave the weeds with the wheat because if you pull up the weeds now the wheat isn't ready and it'll all be destroyed and then it's just a total loss but if they left the weeds for now wait until the wheat is full grown and ready to harvest then pull it all up separate it burn the weeds bring the wheat into the barn good to go much better off in terms of a salvage plan well that worked out well for our dear friend the farmer in this good parable but um, that didn't work out for me because in this case, this weed was toxic and I did not think it wise to let it keep growing and infect. Well, I didn't think it was wise to let it keep growing, period, because the thing was already huge. But furthermore, I just figured it was better to play it safe and just assume all of the plants that it was sharing soil with, with its toxic roots, were also I was about to say intoxicated, and then I was like, I don't think that's the appropriate use of the word. <laughs> We're also contaminated. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yes, contaminated. And then, you know, how the whole, like, water drainage is set up, the tower tier below it, I just felt like, I don't want to feel, like, I wouldn't want to ingest this. I wouldn't want to poison my children. So, just in case, we don't get rid of all of it. So, in my case, it all had to go. There was no saving it. The weed won. Very annoying. But the lesson here, it parallels this parable. Tongue twister. Parallels this parable pretty well because, I mean, in this case, yes, the fowls of the air, they are the enemy. (laughs) Because they came with their little um, toxic weed snack and decided to leave some in our garden. Thank you. No, thank you. While probably while we were sleeping. Let's wrap this up. Case in point, lesson one. Guard your garden. <laughs> Make sure if you're gardening in a tower that you spin it around every once in a while and pay attention to all sides and all pockets and um, be very prompt with your pruning to make sure you catch anything before it grows into a giant two-foot toxic problem. Lesson one. Lesson two. If you have birds... Watch them and don't let them stay. Lesson three, sometimes you just have to take the L. It's better to have to replant something and be more watchful and diligent the second time around than to potentially poison yourself or people you love because you let 
something toxic continue to grow and affect and infect everything that it touches. In this case, we're talking about vegetables, but the same thing applies to relationships. It can apply to anything that we put our hands to. If we have things that are growing in our hearts, in the soil of our hearts, then anything else that that touches, anything that runs off of that or runs through that can contaminate anything we put our hands to to work anything that we speak into anything that we touch anything that we join or connect ourselves to to be a part of all of that can become contaminated if we allow that to continue growing and even if we do the work to pull it out of our hearts of our lives of whatever if we have not completely what is the, there's a gardening term for amended no I think when you amend soil you're kind of adding things to it to like bolster up the nutrients but in this case we did a total replacement and it reminds me of that scripture that talks about God when God is talking about you know taking out the heart of stone and putting back a heart of flesh and what he was meaning by that is you know at that point the children of Israel his people had their hearts were hardened toward him and it was uh whole heart transplant situation that needed to happen and giving them a love and a softness and a tenderness toward him again and while it might seem we quickly went from vegetables to human organs we are really talking about that replacement and renewal process and so whatever toxicity has been in our hearts in our minds in our lives sometimes it takes more than just getting rid of that the source of that thing sometimes you got to get rid of everything that thing has touched and it's hard because it can feel like a huge loss and it might be but at the end of the day if you know that that's what it's going to take to purify yourself your life your ministry everything that you're a part of through and through so be it If that's what it's going to take to make sure there are no remnants, no possibilities of anything else being affected or anything else popping up again later, it's worth it. As hard as it might be, it will be worth it every single time. (sighs) Gardening is hard work when you do it literally and also when you do it figuratively in the sense of your heart, soul, spirit, life, all that. Well, that's some tough stuff to think about. But it makes me want to try to be, well, not want to. I'm going to be much more watchful, much more vigilant and diligent about what sources are flying around in my life or, you know, setting up shop, setting up nests near enough to potentially drop some toxic stuff in my life or even for my children because my husband and I are responsible for them we are the stewards of their souls until they're old enough to be accountable for themselves and make their own decisions it just really is kind of a wake-up call and thankfully in a not that serious kind of way let us all join together in prayer we're gonna pray against these birds that they will leave my garden alone And we're going to pray for ourselves. All right. Lord, in Jesus' name, thank you for this wonderful, frustrating, but received lesson that you have taught us through 
this crazy gardening adventure. We rebuke the fowls of the air and the poisonous mess that they keep bringing up to my deck. Lord, I respect every creature that you have made, some more than others. But I pray that they would stop contaminating our efforts to eat healthy and teach our children to do the same. In the figurative spiritual sense, I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would help us to be on guard over our minds, over our hearts, over our lives. The things that could potentially bring in influences that could contaminate what you're trying to do in us and through us as well because of how everything just flows right through. If there is hard heart work to be done, I pray that you would give us the eyes to see it, the hearts to receive that instruction and the strength and the courage to do it with your help. Help us to be quick about it. Help us to be diligent about it. Help us to be thorough to prevent further or additional contamination of anything that we are a part of. Thank you for your faithfulness to restore. Thank you for your faithfulness to heal and to renew and to cause new life to grow where things have been pruned away or lost. We know that you give good gifts and we want the seed of your word to take root in our hearts to grow good fruit and produce good things that can be used to impact in a positive way. You are good, you are faithful, and we are so thankful to be able to come to you even when it's to learn a hard lesson. In Jesus' name, amen. If you want to dig deeper into what we chat about here on the podcast, make sure you're signed up for the weekly devotional. Yes, devotional, as in a devotional that you actually do. Every Wednesday, you'll get an email from me highlighting the key points from the week's podcast episode, as well as some practical action items to help you put what we talk about in place. Just what you need, right? Head over to impactinsight.co slash devotional to get in on it. All right, God bless, and I'll meet you here next week.